0: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Morning, Katie. Cameron Span.
1: Afternoon, Katie.
0: And we got a special guest, Kaden.
1: Hello there.
0: We'll tell you a little bit more about Caden in a few minutes, but I just want to let you know, in case you hear a random voice and you don't know who it is, that it's Caden.
2: Especially if you hear that random voice and then hear me go, shut up. (laughs) Caden is a spirit that haunts our studio. That's all it is. I want to point out, it's 1141 a.m. It is still decidedly morning.
1: You don't know what time zone my body is in right now.
0: (laughs) So today uh, we're going to talk about internships because Caden has joined the team this summer. He is an intern with us. Learn a little bit more about him, but we are going to start off with, as always, our list. And so this is going to be movies containing interns college experiences. Now this is not going to be like our episode where we did the you remember the school mascots and mm-hmm. we talked about the party schools and things like that. So I don't think Animal House has made the list, but there's no. some pretty good ones
2: on here. Well, also, I mean, there were certain movies that could have made the list, but they would have been on the list for probably the 500th time. And actually, I think even even then, there are a couple that made the list that have been on the list probably 500 times. So okay. you know, but we did try and probably balance would it out. Make more I tried movies. I tried to add some movies that that maybe had not ever been on the list before so you know we, we, we've got some spares we've got some extras it'll be fun good times good times
0: okay we want to round robin this cam Let's... you want to start
1: i'll start i'll start with the intern which we've done before indeed robert de niro right uh-huh. yeah and uh he's an older Anne d- hathaway yeah Anne. Mm-hmm. basically a grandpa who decides to intern in his yes. third chapter of life interns for Anne hathaway and of course they become besties because yeah. that's how movies go mm-hmm. but it's a heartwarming movie i actually really enjoyed it
0: yeah, I think it's good because she's new and like she really is kind of resistant to take his advice and then finally realizes, like, hey, old guy knows what he's talking about. Maybe I should mold together what I know and what he knows.
1: I thought it was funny that she's in it because it's kind of the reverse of the Devil Wears Prada where she's the she's is she an intern in Devil Wears Prada. No, she's just a low level employee. Yeah. Yeah, low level. That's right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Caden. Low level employee. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. The next one on the list, the internship twenty thirteen. So this is Vince Vaughn. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I didn't say James Spader.
2: I mean, I know. Vince Vaughn is just one of those guys that fast-talking bulldozes over everybody else in, in the movie, you know, so in, you... in every movie. Like, and not just in in the internship specifically, but like every role he has ever played. He's that fast-talking guy that you can't get a word in edgewise over, and he doesn't listen to a thing you have to say because it's all about him. And maybe the actor Vince Vaughn is a great guy, kind of like James Spader. Maybe James Spader, the actor, is a great guy, but he plays characters that drive me Bat-crazy. Bat-crazy.
0: And that was a commercial from courts. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, The Internship, with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, it's kind of a funny one. They both are middle-aged salesmen trying to figure out what they're going to do because they are not being very successful right now. They decide to go to Google, of all places, and this is a really cool experience seeing all these interns in Google and how um, you know they're trying to take a challenge and who's going to end up ultimately getting the job. And of course you've got these really young tech kids with same kind of scenario with the Robert De Niro and Hathaway. It's you got the, the old dogs with the new dogs. How does it work together? It's pretty funny. I enjoy Vince Vaughn and Owen mm. Wilson though. So check it out.
2: Hey, I didn't dog on Owen Wilson. <laughs> I just said that Vince Vaughn played a particular kind of character that sort of annoyed me. I'm going to let Caden take this next one. Cause okay. there are few, very few, Caden is a young child Caden is a young man. He's, there are very few movies on this list okay. that he actually recognizes.
3: Give me a little bit of a break there. <laughs> the Pursuit of Happiness is the next one that I'm going to go with, and that's more you guys' era. I was hardly even born when they created it, so uh, wow. that's basically where
0: Will Smith. I feel like we just got age Yeah, shamed. he
3: just got he just burned maybe, us all. Maybe a little, a little, little bit, age check. Yeah. That's okay. But he uh, just
2: met my daughter just a second ago. He met my daughter, and my daughter is older than him. So, and that's my youngest daughter
1: too. So, I mean, you know, there's no way I'm getting out of this unscathed as far as age is concerned. Oh yeah. We're gonna let you get to this eventually, but I was thinking the other day, you were 10 years old when I started
3: at Pickler Wealth Advisors. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years. I wasn't even, I was playing with Transformers. Why is there
0: so much vomit noise in this episode? I know he's just
3: feeling some type of way. Oh. All right, continue. Okay. Go So it. uh basically Pursuit of happiness was basically where Will Smith played a single dad and he had a kid and it's you know the classic Hollywood story. Growing up, he's got the hardships of providing for his kid and his kids struggling. They're trying to make ends meet, and his dad's just trying to make a way. He's just a single dad, so they go from getting evicted from their apartment to going to live in shelters and things all over the place, and the dad's just trying to make it. And uh, a point of the movie that sticks out to me is where he's walking down, uh, I believe it's Wall Street, and I could be wrong about that, but he's right outside the New York Stock Exchange, and a stock brokerage guy pulls up in a Ferrari and he's like, man, where'd you get this or something? And he's like, wherever I work or something. And then he goes up in there and he's like, he applies and they, they say that they have a unpaid internship position for him and he takes it. And so basically the movie continues on and, uh, he fights his way to the top of the company and ends up gaining a position with the prestigious broker's firm. And then the movie basically ends with like an epilogue where they show him in the future and like he he made it and his kid and him are living good and he immediately after he gets the position it's like you know typical Hollywood like happily ever after story where he goes and Randomly,
2: he, he gets an Oscar yep. and then ends up slapping Chris Rock for no apparent reason. <laughs> That's a good wow. It's
0: crazy. No, th- this movie pulls on the heartstrings, and uh, I really think yeah. it This the... movie
2: is one of those movies that is meant to pull on the heartstrings. Yeah. It Absolutely. was made to pull on the heartstrings. And if, those if, are if Court's you, favorite movies. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, guys, guess what? I got rid of those strings a long time ago. I had them amputated <laughs> and removed, along with my heart, for that matter.
3: It's yeah. based on a true story, And it too. had
2: Jaden Smith as, as Will Smith's son. So that was lovely too. Anyway, next on to on to Life of the Party. This was a 2018 sort of I think of uh, Rodney Dangerfield's back to school, except with a woman. I think it was Melissa McCarthy, right? Yeah, it okay, was. yeah. So she follows goes her kid. Uh, yeah. After her husband leaves her in divorce, she goes to college. Basically, I think she follows her daughter, doesn't she? Follows she? Yeah, she follows her daughter college. to school. And then uh, laughter, parties, and an internship ensue. It's great. Melissa McCarthy was the hot thing there for a minute. My favorite Melissa McCarthy roles are the ones that are just like tiny side roles where she just goes crazy for a second and goes off, and then she's not in the movie anymore. Like, um, this is 40. When she plays yes. like the mom. The in mom Mrs. of the, yeah. <laughs> anyway,
1: this is a this is a good movie. I saw it once. It wasn't highly memorable, but, uh, you know, it's it was good. It's funny. All right, I'm jumping around. I'm going to hit up the social network work which is in my top five favorite films of all time jesse eisenberg portrays mark zuckerberg who founded facebook at harvard have you guys seen it yeah we've talked about this i know but it,
0: it's good it's I really know, good it. i wow, like it are you shaming me <laughs> Well, of course, being sassy, so I felt like I needed to join the sassy train. Good
1: grief! All no, right, no,
0: it's, it's a great movie. I I think it's really cool and showing the other side of. Something.
1: Yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg, like I said, founded Facebook, and in the tech world, there are many internships. So once Mark gets the train rolling, he moves to Palo Alto and gets a team of interns to live in this basically a frat house in Palo Alto, and they're mm-hmm. jumping off the roof, zip lining off the roof. It's absolute party scene but it's a great movie i had forgotten that andrew garfield was in that movie. mark yeah the only weak point of that movie was justin timberlake i can't stand his character Mm, or his acting okay cool okay uh
0: morning glory 2010 this is rachel mcadams fun little morning show tv kind of thing this is when a lot of movies were being put out about tv shows and news stations and stuff like that it was cute I like Rachel McAdams.
2: I don't really remember a whole lot about this movie. It went in one eyeball and out the other.
0: (laughs) I remember the poster of all things because it was kind of one of those, like, she was like mid-running.
2: I just remember a set that seemed garishly colored to me. Next one on the list is uh, a longtime favorite of the show uh, and uh, specifically of Katie uh, it's Legally Blonde. And you all at this point, if you've listened to our show what, for like it's hard? any period of time, you've heard us quote it, refer to it, list it probably up multiple times. You know what it's about. It's Reese Witherspoon. It's a classic. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Fun fact about this movie that I don't think I've ever said on this podcast. Court's wife works with us now. She left uh, the world of banking and came and joined us. But When she interviewed, I don't think she gave it to David, but I know she gave to me her resume and it was pink and it was scented and I loved it.
2: She did that specifically for you. She did not give David a pink and scented uh, resume. She just did that for you, but she thought you would yep. appreciate it. Next one on the list. It's
3: Caden's turn. It's a little round robin. Remember that?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Careful.
2: So we're gonna we're
3: gonna take a little we're gonna take a little <laughs> turn here, and we're gonna go in just a college style movie. Neighbors. Uh, you know the classic Zac Efron movie. <laughs> the two. It's
0: weird that he says classic because I feel like this just came out like a couple <laughs> it, years ago. No,
3: it's it's very recent, but it's like the classic <laughs> Hollywood style like college party movie where they're neighbors and they're fighting each other. And there's always the little scenes back and forth where they're going back and forth with fraternities and stuff like that. And it's it's just an absolute cluster going on in the movie.
0: It's fun for sure. And feel- they did a Neighbors 2. Yeah, they
1: yep. did. Yeah, they're generational college party movies. You had Animal House, and then you had Old School, which was kind of my generation, yeah. and then Neighbors, which exactly. is your generation. More new.
0: Well, and then Van Wilder. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Van Wilder. Yeah, there were there right. were a few from my, and actually
2: one one other one from, from what I consider sort of, if, if we're breaking them down by generation, one of the other ones on this list that, that made it that's a college movie, and we'll get to it. I'll point it out when we get
1: there. Cool. I think it's you. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with the proposal that had Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. This is one of my wife's favorite movies, and it is hysterical. It's
0: so funny. So Sandra
1: Bullock, she's a publisher, right? Or a uh, writer?
0: Yeah, publisher editor. She's an editor. Editor, editor. editor. yeah.
1: <clears throat> and she has a male intern. It's kind of like Katie and Kaden. You have a boss lady, you have a male intern. It's fantastic. Y'all are this movie. I guess. Uh,
0: it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. He's
1: life. <laughs> uh, anyways, isn't she threatened to be deported or something? She's so, from
0: Canada. That's right. Yeah.
1: So she needs marriage to she, happen. She has to marry to stay in the country. And so she has this attractive male intern, mm-hmm. and she's like, let's fake it. So they go to his home in Alaska to meet his family. She... Betty White is his grandmother. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not. And he's...
0: It, it shows the true <clears throat> side of an internship of how, like, usually the interns, the people who are underneath the boss know everything about a boss, know their coffee order, their food order, everything. And then when it flips to her, she's like, who are your parents? What, what do you do? Like, like yeah. she knows nothing about him. And so I think it's kind of interesting, that dynamic of how, you know, it's kind of like Cam, I would think about it. Like we joke that you're part of the family because you know so much about David and th- he knows a lot about you too, though. But
1: yeah, that's right. But if you ever want to see Abby just lose it with laughter, the scene with Betty White, <laughs> like dancing to get low mm-hmm. in the, <laughs> is it get low in the woods?
0: It's yeah. To the window. Oh, oh
1: yeah. To the wall.
0: <laughs> and it's like, to like, it's a, like a tribal chanting. dance. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so much fun. 21. So this one was an interesting one. This is Kevin Spacey. Mm -hmm. Um, This is him and like a bunch of the kids.
2: MIT kids. MIT kids. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's them, you know, using their brains and trying to learn to play the Poker game.
2: Yeah. They learn how they to won. count cards, basically. They figure out yeah. a system for counting cards and then they go and, and yeah. deploy that system in Vegas. And I think it's yeah.
0: based on a true story. So, not all internships are necessarily legal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Specifically, there is one, st- I can't, again, now it's going to drive me crazy that I can't remember if it was based on a true story or not. But one of the kids that's an MIT student figures out the system because he wants to go to Harvard Medical, I think, and he can't afford it. And yeah. so he's trying to figure out a way to get money and he comes up with a a card counting system.
1: It was based on a true story. Okay, that's
2: what I thought. Thank goodness I'm not wrong. But yeah, it was good. One of the only movies left on the list is one that I want to specifically take just because it's the oldest one on the list and nobody else will know it. It's called The Paper Chase. And it's uh, a movie about a guy who's specific, and I cannot for the life of me remember any of the names of the actors of this movie. I just remember the movie. Uh, and it's a it's a great movie, but it's sort of like if Legally Blonde is kind of the neon cutesy version of law school, the Paper Chase is more like what it's really like to go to law school. It's just, it's about a first year law student's intense experience. Roy's
0: grandfather was in it.
2: Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I Um, love how
0: you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. That would be Edward Herman.
2: It's about a guy that goes to Harvard Law School and his experience there. And it's it's it really is a great movie, but it is old and it is, it's probably slightly dated for the younger audience, but it's good. Uh, But I'll also, because I mentioned it and we were talking about generational uh, college Fest movies. The other one on the list that I think is is of my generation is Real Genius.
1: Oh, which yeah, was, that's a great yeah. one. I think that's been on a list before. We've yeah. at least talked yeah. about yeah.
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Real Genius, obvious, classic. Val Kilmer, excellent movie. Fantastic. And they also intern with, I, I can't remember what the professor is actually a professor of, but they intern with him to, to create a laser that ultimately is
0: used as a device
2: to uh, assassinate people from space. So that's fun. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's talk about internships. Um, I did just find this great little stat report. Interesting uh, internship statistics for 2023. 85% of employers offer ongoing full-time jobs to successful interns. So that's really cool that they're bringing them in and giving them a job. Students who complete internships receive 16% more job offers than those who don't. Mm -hmm. Roughly 500,000 Americans intern for free each year. Caden, are you interning for free?
3: I am not, luckily.
0: <laughs> an average age of an intern is seven, 17. Mm. That's interesting. And then over 60% of the programs pay their interns. So, okay, Caden's in that group. There will be about 4.1 million internships in the U.S. in 2023. So you are a part of this 4.1 million, Caden. I'm
2: glad to be here. <laughs> it's been a minute, but uh, a few years ago, we had, a, we had a, a little research project to make sure that you could hire an intern as a working member of your staff and not pay them, and whether or not it is legal to not pay uh, an intern. And basically what it comes down to is, if they're getting college credit for their internship, then yeah. you don't have to pay them, but um, if they are if they are working for you at a summer job or something, but it's an internship summer job, then you you can't not pay them. Yep. So a lot of your sixty percent are probably those summer clerk positions, summer like at a law firm. Maybe you're the runner for a law firm or something like that, or you know you're interning at a newspaper like Rory
3: did in in Gilmore Girls. Yep.
0: Okay, so Caden, give us a quick little uh, thirty second bio of who you are.
3: My name is Caden Hughes. I grew up in a little small town outside of the Memphis area in Arlington, and I recently just moved to the Collierville area, and I went to high school right down the road at Briarcrest Christian School, and I'm currently a rising junior finance student at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. I'm interested in basically all things finance. Uh, In my free time, I enjoy spending quality time with friends and family, playing golf, anything sports-related, going to the lake and playing with my dog. And yeah. That's
0: What's it. your dog's name? My
3: dog's name is Coda. She's an Australian Shepherd Border Collie Mix.
0: Oh, fun. We're, we're dog lovers around here. So I will tell you, Caden's a great intern. He has put together a nice little outline, and I'm going to throw some of it out, and we're going to rapid fire some questions to Caden.
3: I knew this so, was coming. We're going to put him on the hot seat.
0: So um, hot seat. I'll start you off with a fun one. Why did you choose UTK?
3: This kind of goes a little bit down the rabbit hole, but why I ended up there, obviously, SEC school. Um, oh, I knew sure, so I wanted to be somewhere in like a different area than Memphis because Memphis is so flat and boring so I ended up going with UT because I have a lot of friends who go to Ole Miss Mississippi State Cameron he, I guess he's State. State. yeah there you go I was gonna <laughs> give you a little plug for there but um, I wanted to choose the o- like one of the only SEC schools that's relatively close because obviously Ole Miss is you could drive there today and you'd get there pretty quick Mississippi State you could do the same Knoxville, you kind of got to plan out a little bit, so I wanted to be a little bit away from home on my own and uh, mountains, things like that, and I wanted to kind of get more outdoors because I love the outdoors, so... It's been absolutely amazing living there and getting to, you know, abuse the perks of getting out of school on Friday and then hitting the Gatlinburg for the weekend. That's fun part of living there. So I guess that would be my reasoning for going there. Interesting.
2: If you're trying to choose an SEC school and you want to go to a school that is far away but not too far away, but far enough away. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you limited by in state? Was in state a consideration?
3: Or? Um, it was not really. I didn't really I wanted to be. So
2: athletic dominance is not a it was not an issue for you. You you you, you oh. did not care if you went to a school that was athletically dominant because, you know No.
3: Okay. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but didn't you tell me when we were interviewing you that you were potentially going to be on the football team?
3: Yes. So I was a kicker in high school. So I really wanted to try to make my way up there and walk on and do that, go that traditional route walk of on. that sort of thing, and uh, that was the goal for the longest time. That's why I didn't really work any jobs in high school summer. I was spending at kicking camps and getting my rankings and things like of that nature. But Eventually, it ended up coming to the point where I was sadly mistaken that there was no preferred walk-on spot for me there, and I did not get a position. So, so I, you pivoted. I pivoted, and here I am. Pickler Wealth Advisors. <laughs> What's your favorite so part fun. about being here? The non-corporateness of it. It's like the, the family aspect of this, the inner workings like of here is a lot more you know, my forte, not like, you know, like the corporate aspect where you're like, okay, here's number one's room. Here's number two's room. Here's number three's room. It's like, everybody has a name and everybody knows each other. I love that about here. It's like cheers.
0: I was just thinking that <laughs> we're like, cheers. So football star, that was the gold. You were going to do it. You were going to be a kicker. You were going to be in the NFL. You were going to be so famous, you know, ev- all the things. And then nope. Nope. So then you switch to finance. Yes, I did. What about finance excites you or interests you?
3: Sure. So I'd say probably the main thing about finance that I find interesting. Well, first, always like I've been a numbers guy before anything. Math classes growing up, I was always better in math, like mathematical situations than I was just like writing and stuff like that. So it's I the knew opposite of me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that I could like probably excel anything numbers. And I really, honestly, in high school, I didn't really know much about finance at all until my senior year. I took a personal finance class and I was like, Oh, this is what I want to do because I, I got into like investments. And then, you know, everybody has that moment like, Oh my God, I can put money in the stock market and make a lot more money. So I was so interested in that. And then I was like, People have a job off doing this for other people. I'm like, okay, so maybe I can you know, look in that space a little bit. So I kind of tried to figure out maybe finance, economics, accounting, and then I was like, No, thanks on accounting or economics. (laughs) So I just chose finance because it's kind of like a broad umbrella of all the three.
0: Did you start college in COVID times?
3: Luckily, the year after COVID, I graduated. So I just got to live the full, you know, like freshman year. Well, my first semester was masked and like mask mandated and stuff. And a little bit portion of my second semester of my freshman year, just like the start we had to wear masks and do like COVID protocols, all that sort of stuff. But towards the middle of my second semester, we broke away from all that, and then I got to live the normal college life. So yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: What is the normal college life for Caden Hughes?
3: I'd say the best way to put that is it's not it's not going to be an interesting answer. So <laughs> don't put too much weight on my answer here. But I'd say like the life for me is balancing like school, like go to going to school because now it's like I live in an apartment versus a dorm, so life. Last year looked a lot different than life this year for me. So I guess dorm were you in? I
2: was in North Carrick. North Carrick—that's where they stick all the freshmen. It was the
3: butthole of <laughs> oh, the man, Earth. Can I say that? It's not
2: a—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a special dorm.
3: <laughs> Mold growing on our walls and things like that. Real nice, you know, freshman experience. Yeah. So, but that's it what it's the about. Immune
0: system working right.
3: Yeah, yeah and so it, you're
0: wearing masks, so it's okay.
3: I know. Yeah, we we wear masks when we go to sleep and stuff. Yeah, that, I definitely got the experience there. But I'd say I'll go back to your question. So now, what the life looks like for me in college? I live in an apartment, so you know, waking up, letting the dog out, feed the dog, um, maybe do some, knock out some stuff before I go to class. Cause I try to schedule my classes in the middle of the day, not like too early, not too late. And so I can, I can get to them and I don't have to get up and be droggy and like tired. And if I have exams or anything, I can make it to class and I'm still awake. So I try to schedule my classes from like 10 to one, two ish and like that middle of the day period. And if I can get anywhere in that little segment, I'm most comfortable there. I
2: want to stop you right there because I do want to take a step back and just go to the word that you used, droggy, which I am assuming is a masterfully invented word that means half drunk, half groggy, yes. right? Yes. Droggy. Yes. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> jargon violation. Like, what is that? I mean,
2: he said, you know, I don't want to wake up and be droggy. And it's I'm like, like, what is that? Is that like drunk gonna, and groggy?
1: Is court's that- going
0: to start using that word now. Yeah,
1: there you it's go. Gonna happen. I'm sorry, David. I'm very droggy. <laughs> An internship typically involves like a, a variety of tasks all over the board. You know, people telling you what to do take us through a day as an intern?
3: That's an interesting question. <laughs>
1: okay, so... Well, okay, so let's preface it a little bit. I'll give you a little bit of background on how we
2: decided that we were going to use Caden, how we decided that we were actually going to have an intern, and how we how we determined we could best deploy that intern. First of all, I assume that the, the styles and types of internships that one might get run the gamut in terms of how many days a week you work, how many hours a day you work, whether this is something that you're fitting in in between your classes because it's not during the summer, or if it's summer and you're home for the summer, so you're looking for something more full-time. All of these are considerations that are going to go into an internship. And then what can you do with the person, and what can you allow them to take ownership of as an intern? Um, You know, what projects can you assign them? You're not allowed to
0: abuse them. You can't do that.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah. Caden has not gotten us, to my knowledge, coffee once. I mean, so we're uh, not sending him out on air. Yeah,
0: Caden, you, uh, you haven't learned our orders yet. Yeah.
2: So, so all of that is like, okay, well, if we hire an intern, what are we going to do with them? How many hours are we going to have them work? So on and so forth. And so ultimately, what we decided with Caden was, we have some needs in the office right now. We're busily trying to hire a permanent position, but in the meantime, we, we have a permanent position that is open that could be doing things that would be doing things for some of us if that position were filled. And until it's filled, we've we've got stuff that could potentially be going undone. And so we have a a need for somebody. And Caden actually unsolicited submitted his resume um, because we weren't advertising for an intern. But he knew of us through uh, an acquaintance of his. And so he he submitted his resume and just said, if you have anything. So we discussed whether or not we were even going to hire an intern. And if we were going to hire an intern would it be this Caden guy or would we want to open up the search broader? And ultimately we decided we would hire an intern. We would hire an intern full-time. So that means basically five days a week, Monday through Friday, eight to five. So it's the standard hours that our office is open. He's expected to be here as an intern. And then we we honestly are still working on what we want him to do.
0: I'm going to let Caden talk about the day. And then I want to talk about from the employer side yeah. of it, kind yeah. of the struggles that, we're dealing with.
2: So with that being the foundation, everybody knows you got to be here Monday through Friday. You're here from eight to five. How does the rest of the day go for you?
3: So far, every day has been different. I've not done the same thing twice. So I would say I'm always pivoting. I'm, I'm kind of doing a little bit of every role in a way of like helping with say like and do the prs like since she's out i'm helping luke with some pr stuff right now and i'll i'll do that and then i helped uh, melissa with client documents and basically had to call a bunch of stock brokerage companies and dividend paying corporations and see if there were still accounts left there. So that was one experience.
0: So you became a forensic investigator. Yes, pretty
3: much. And then I had to also look into some legal code and certain things in that nature, trying to help Melissa with imminent danger zone taxes and things like that. So we kind of tried to Study up on because one of our clients was in an active combat zone. He might have had a misconception about how his taxes worked, but he was exactly right. So we had, I helped her look into that. And uh, for you, Katie, so far, what I've done is cash flow analysis basically take the pile of documents of a person's financials and compile it into one list of all transactions through all their accounts, through all their financials. And that's basically cash flow analysis to. Implement into a financial planning setting. Mm-hmm. So every single day has been very different. So usually in the morning, I'm scrum- like scrummaging around, like going everywhere trying to find something to do, or probably
2: mainly because you're droggy.
3: Yeah, I'm droggy, exactly. <laughs> so I show up half drunk and droggy, I guess. But um, no, you know, I either have something that I am picking up from the day before, or I'm looking around for something I can help somebody with. And then the rest of the day, kind of just, goes off itself. I sit in on meetings where I can and Learned a, a lot in a bunch of different settings here so far, so it's been pretty cool. So you're getting some real hands-on experience. Absolutely. Yeah, for
1: our clients listening, you've heard Caden talk about he's helping with some client financials and research, and our interns go through the same rigorous process as our employees as far as background check and. Uh, I, think, com- yeah, I was going to say yes, that com- yeah. confidentiality. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, we're not everybody are has... willy nilly giving. No, it. no, no,
2: no, it's, no, no. It's, it's it's all confidential. It all remains confidential. He had to go through the full criminal background check and
3: everything. You get so, your thumbprints. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, fingerprints yeah. are in the national database. Yes. Which
0: that kind of goes to my thing is because it's like, okay, yes, I knew I needed help. We had Caden. He seemed super eager. He had financial experience from school. Of course, I think the first day I was like, what school is teaching you? Forget about it. That's not what the real world is. Mm-hmm. But from an employer's side of it, having an intern is great because then you're giving them experience, but it's also harder On preparing for you because yeah, I immediately was like, well, I need him to help me with this, this and this. But for a while, he wasn't in our system. He wasn't fingerprinted. I couldn't give him client documents. Mm. So then I was, you know, my hands were tied with that. Also, you've got the situation where you only have somebody for a certain period of time and I'm really bad about, okay, well, risk versus, you know, reward, like how much time can you put into training somebody to do something than knowing they're going to be leaving you? You know, hopefully Caden, you know, wants to come back and hang out with us again, but that's where, you know, as an employer, you kind of have that struggle of what can you give somebody to help you, but that is not so in depth of training that you're going to spend all this time training and then you're going to be gone. So that's kind of a struggle I've had. But I think that's kind of where, um, you know, I've told and I was like, yes, I need your help, but I don't really know how I can explain this to for you to help me. And I've liked that you've gotten a mix of different things and having you sit in and listen to client meetings, um, you know, that that clients allow. And I think that's just kind of what you can do. But I definitely want to echo on the employer side that, if you're wanting just an intern that's going to get your coffee and is going to do just the grunt work, okay, that's what that is. But if there's somebody who is really wanting to learn and find out what they're interested in, and you know, Cam had an intern for just a couple of days and she was super interested in the communication aspect of it. So then we had her work more so with him. But since Caden's wanting finance, yeah. Interns are going to have some grunt work. But what I have said to Caden, all of us in this office, we are a family office. And I would not give an intern a job if it's not something I wouldn't be willing to do myself. We're not inventing tasks. It's stuff that needs to be done. So if we didn't have an intern doing it, it would be one of us doing it.
2: Admittedly, a lot of the time it might be something that we've said, "Oh man, we really need to do this," but nobody ever, nobody can ever get to it, so it goes, it just goes undone. But it's something you identify as as a legitimate need. But you know, we're not having Caden, at least uh, that I'm aware of, restock
1: or uh, reorganize the the pantry or anything like that. No, we leave that for Luke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's been the most eye opening experience in your internship so far? What has helped you most on your journey? Is there a specific thing at Pickler Wealth? where you're like, wow, that really helped me.
3: I mean, if I had to put a finger on like one specific thing, I would probably say just people's personalities, I guess, and how they apply to different financial settings. I've like, that's been the most eye-opening and just seeing how the, the real world aspect of people, like people from A to Z and worth, net worth, they maybe don't have it financially together. And that's been very interesting to me because there's always been this common misconception with me is like, oh, all these people that have make a lot of money or make a lot of income. They have it all together. They know how to manage their money, but that couldn't be farther from the truth with a lot of things that we see here. And through all the meetings that I've sat through, and I haven't sat through like very, very many, but I've sat through a good bit since I've been here. I've learned some people that they might have nothing, but they can, they're financially smart and they're, they have a good budget and they stick to that. And then there's some people that are, have a lot of money and they can't budget at all. So it's just, it's been cool to see like the actual aspect of real people and not just people in a math problem on a exam in college but real living breathing people apply their like seeing their statements and seeing their credit card bills all that sort of thing so i'd say the most insightful thing that i've learned so far is like the real world aspect of people yeah and i know you've had the unique opportunity to sit in david's office while he's doing his bull talk market call yes not everybody gets to do that I was, that was going to be my second one so learning from him has been cool so far because he's like a obviously a resource that I can just go to and like, you know, you got to catch him at the right time and when he's not busy, but like I'll stop in there because I have some interest that, that he can really help with like bond markets and things like that. And I, I'm curious about that sort of stuff. And like, I don't really understand the real world implication of that yet because I don't have enough money to actually trade stocks and bonds. Like I do, but you know, I'm not going to, cause I'm not there yet, but I'll go in there and I'll ask him questions about that. So sitting in on Bull Talk was pretty cool because like he does his preliminary market research and all that sort of stuff. And like I kind of tried to pick his brain on what his day to day, like where he goes for information and things like that. So that was super insightful. Me just seeing someone like him that's been there and done all of the financial industry stuff, learning where he kind of gets his news from and how he diversifies what he'll say to clients and things like that. So on Bull Talk, it was cool because. I got to sit in and experience how he goes about doing that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the key to a good internship. And maybe that makes us unique, but there's no like red tape or closed doors. Like You as the intern can literally go to the CEO and ask questions and
3: you are taught. Right. That's how you learn. Exactly. See, like that's not common anywhere. So that's why like ultimately this was the best place for me, but it came at like a very last second, like Wow, this is an opportunity, and it's probably the best one that I've had yet. Cause, like, I went through the corporate environment of trying to find places like Raymond James and like going through those processes and doing networking with people that are in big truest companies and things like that. And overall, you're, you're, when you're at a place like that, you're not getting that intimate, touchy feely aspect where they're sending you into a room and you're going to learn for five weeks, whatever. And then you're going to do a project that has no actual depth. I'm saying this kind of, you know not not experienced I haven't been there but I just most corporations you can't walk into Raymond James and say go up to the top floor and talk to the president that's not going to happen So here it's been cool to have like that intimate experience that you can't get anywhere else, I guess you could say.
0: We had that episode with Aaron about education and Pickler Wealth Advisors, Pickler Companies, all of us are very big on education, financial literacy, um, just really trying to educate, which is what this podcast is. This podcast was created to break down some of these incredibly complicated topics and discuss it. And that's where A client, or even if you're not a client, you can listen to Bullcast, and we kind of have fun with it and do different topics. David does Bull Talk every Thursday, and that's really a live, true, like, hey, here's a market update. This is what's going on. We've got newsletters we send out. So we really try and make sure our clients have access to information about what's happening. So it just makes sense that we would bring somebody on, an intern, and make sure that we're educating them and telling them things. Kate, and we've told you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and how I think you came in here thinking like so much of what we do is about asset allocations and how are we going to invest this person, how that. And I told you flat out, the majority of what we do every day is we solve problems, we talk to clients, we pivot every single hour it seems like because you'll walk into one meeting and this client you know just had a baby and they're trying to figure out you know what do they need to do for college then you go into another one and they're trying to figure out how to pay for long-term care or it's another one it's just wanting to talk about how in the retirement they want to be a musician it's all over the place
3: (laughs) yeah I've kind of failed to mention that aspect of here too that's very different from other places that are in this field is there's not There's not a lot of places doing the podcast setting like this, and there's not a lot of places doing the philanthropy and the events and things like that, which has been very cool so far. I got to go to my first Pickler event at the Germantown Charity Horse Show, and that was an absolute blast. And uh, stuff like that, you just don't get at other places. You, You go to work and you go home. You go to work and you go home. Here, it's more of like a family aspect. Like I can talk to my girlfriend and I can mention so-and-so, whatever they said at work today. And now she has a name to a face because she came to the Germantown charity horse show with me. So that's been pretty cool for me as well because at corporate environments, you don't really get that, you know, that family aspect. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that about here. I'm going to take a step
2: back from here specifically and talk more just generally for the people out there that are your age, that are listening to us. What is the, the average college student's expectation in terms of what people... Not not what you expect of people, but what people are expecting of college students. As far as are they pushing? As, as University of Tennessee, for instance, pushing. Hey, you need to be going out and getting an internship. You need to be getting work experience. Are they are they driving you toward professional goals while you're in school? Do you feel intense pressure to to achieve and accomplish those sorts of things?
3: Yeah. So I mean, I guess the best way that I would describe that would be like just kind of the the culture because I'm in honors finance student so i'm in the honors portion of the finance so the students that I'm surrounded with are very 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 driven mm. and like ambitious so just kind of that environment you see everybody's constantly working towards internships they're constantly working I remember the first maybe two weeks I got in my class in January this was my first finance class and uh the like one of the first conversations I had with the kid was he was talking about how he just applied for an internship in 2024 yeah mm. he applied a year in advance and I was so like just struck like, Oh crap. Am I like very behind because I like to be prepared for things. And like, obviously university of Tennessee, they push it. They Mm -hmm. want their students to be prepared and they have classes and things like that, that prepare you to set up your LinkedIn and get your resume built and all that sort of stuff, like just regular business administration classes. But I would say the main thing that pushed me kind of to apply and get an internship. And I was super eager to get one is just like the inner workings of my own classes because everybody in my class was like, okay, I'm here. I'm working at JP Morgan. I'm working at this investment bank over the summer. I'm like, oh crap. I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> be the odd man left out there.
0: I mean, I think that's great. Cause I know uh, back in the dark ages when I went to college, I thought I wanted to do teaching to begin with, and I was glad that early on, I think it was my sophomore year, we partnered with the public schools in Rutherford County and got to go in and do hands-on things. It told me that I wanted to be a teacher, but in a different element. I didn't want to be in the classroom, and so, which ultimately then led me to this, where I still enjoy educating, just not in that capacity. But I talked to my mom when I was in college and she said, a long time ago, it would be (laughs) a long time ago, back when she was in college, then you would go through all the schooling and then it would be your last year or even after you graduate that you finally would get hands-on experience. And that's almost like super late to then realize you absolutely hate this field. You enjoy the book aspect of it, the education aspect of it, but you don't really want to be a lawyer or you don't really want to be a teacher. And so I like that high schools are implementing a lot more internships and hands-on experience. Colleges are starting it much earlier because honestly, I was shocked. It was like, okay, this kid, you know, talking about you, Caden, I thought, okay, he's probably going into his senior year. No, you're going into your junior year, which is great because then you're at the point that if you realize you really don't like this, you could change your path and you're not so far into it.
3: Yeah. See, that was the main thing that like, I was kind of just shocked about because going into my junior year, it was, these kids were all, they all have internships. Around the college, it was like a big thing. Like you're trying to get internships and you're trying to get that experience. And like, at first I was kind of working through like, what is the difference in me getting an internship versus getting a real, like a, like a nice paying job than doing some manual labor or something like what's, what's the benefit for me there. Obviously I was, my eyes were open at the factor of getting that real world experience, like being somewhere like this. Cause if you got out of college and came here and found out you didn't like it, then you're forced to pivot and you're like in a, a spot where you're not making any money and you're trying to find a place and you're struggling with unemployment, things like that. And so I think it's pretty cool in my aspect. I'm, I'm getting paid to learn in a sense of being here and getting that experience and maybe learning things that I'm like, oh, maybe I don't want to do that. Or maybe because like next summer, I, I may or may not go into a different industry and figure out maybe that's not my space. And then like wealth advising might just be my space when I get out of college and I'm like, I want to go there or Mm -hmm. I want to go to wherever, fixed income, whatever. Caden, what
1: one piece of advice would you give to high school or college students who are looking at an
3: internship? I would say high schoolers looking for an internship. Maybe if you're in high school, if you're at a school that offers a class or some sort of course that is venturing into the space, teaching things about a certain role or industry that you're interested in, I would suggest maybe taking a class or something first and getting that experience there. And then maybe looking at some places that hire interns that are accepting of high school interns, because I know it's getting more and more common and more companies are going that route. But college students, I would say, start early for sure, because that that bit me in my butt really fast. I, I learned that the later you start, the less your chances are. Second piece of advice, probably for college students also, find something that really interests you because, you know, there's people that work day to day and they hate their job and they, they hate where they are. And you might get a degree in something and you might find a job somewhere and you might hate it.
2: Does university of Tennessee's career office offer internship opportunities for their students? Like you, is that a, is that a resource for you? Yes.
3: No so no. we have some internships. So I applied, I didn't get it because I applied late, But um, we have the endowment, things like that you can work for. And one of my friends just got the internship with them. So he'll, but that's, it's a part-time role. So you can go five to 10 hours a week and work whenever. So you can come in on a Monday at 8am and work one hour or nine to 11. It's just randomized throughout the week. You can work wherever you want, which is very cool because they'll pay you good money too. And it's, you know, that discretionary spending money. So like things like that and you get the experience. So I thought that was cool. Like in our environment, we have things like that. And then luckily we have some very good investors. So in, we have this thing called the master's investment learning center, which is, a Bloomberg household. So, if you know anything about the Bloomberg markets and stuff, they have a Bloomberg terminal. And luckily, we had an investor come in, and I don't really know the exact inner workings of it because I've only been in there like one time, but there's a bunch of Bloomberg terminals and they're very expensive. But that gives the opportunity to, we have like junior analyst roles and senior analyst roles of people that are, can work there for two years and they can get experience using those terminals and teaching other kids to use them while making money in a college setting, which is something I'm very interested in going into next semester.
0: Just curious, Court, Cam, did y'all ever do an internship?
3: I'm fairly certain that
0: we
2: must have talked about this at some point, because if we haven't, then it's a travesty that I haven't mentioned it to you because you had an internship at the same place. I did a semester's internship at the Orpheum when I was in in college, like through the school. Yeah.
0: I don't remember, what did I've you never do heard for of them? This.
2: I did a little bit of everything. I cannot 100% for certain claim this, but they have a, a book that they produced that shows the before and after of the yeah, theater. I remember that. The book includes some pictures of the show poster poster portraits that were painted on the walls in the back yeah one day pat halloran was like here court take my camera and just walk around the building and take pictures of of the all of the stuff that's about to get torn out because we have to expand and so i literally was just walking all over the orpheum
0: taking pictures by
2: myself taking pictures and i'm
0: fairly certain
2: that some of the pictures that I took might have ended up in that book, or at least they saw my crappy version of the picture and were like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was a good idea. We need to go get somebody Take professional to do it. So th- the fun part about that was, man, I was in all of the corners of the Orpheum that day. I mean, I went all over the building and got the to dungeon. see everything. Oh yeah. It was,
1: it was free. The dungeon's yeah. awesome. I never interned. The day after I graduated high school, I got a job and I had that job all throughout college. Every day I worked it. In between classes. And then I worked it two years after I graduated.
0: I mean, it's not necessary. It's just, it's a path. And it's like mine was, I did the summer movie series for the Orpheum and I interned with them every, I think I did three or four summers coming back from college. And am I being an MC right now? No. I mean, I guess kind of. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah.
2: I thought I was going to go into theater, like the business side of theater. I thought I was going to move to New York and be in like, you know, front office management theater, that kind of work. And I ended up not doing that. But my internship actually, you know, was
1: related to what I wanted to do. It just didn't, didn't. I mean,
0: I would have been fine with a full time job there. Okay, um, I know we've talked a ton, so.
1: Yeah, before we wrap, I'm feeling a little froggy, so I want to do a brief segment. Okay. I'm going to ask you a list of questions. I feel like you've been here long enough, so you need to ace this. If you don't, we're going to send you back to Knoxville. Perfect. Uh, uh, And I'm calling this The Great Internship Game Show. Cue the music. What is our unique value proposition?
3: Ooh. (laughs) Unique it, value proposition.
1: It's brief. It's only. Can if you, you work use wrong. it
3: in a sentence? I'm just kidding. It starts with our O U R. Okay. I would say for me. No. Nope. No. Nope.
0: No. It's ours.
3: From Wall Street to Main Street. Nope. Is that a unique
1: a tagline? P- the answer is our family delivering solutions for your family. You ah. get an X on that Wah-wah. one. Wah-wah. Oh. Mm. Number two. What is Katie's favorite piece of clothing? Or Heels. Key? You got that. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Give right. me that. What are David's?
0: Which is tricky that he would know that because I'm still battling a knee injury and have not worn heels once since he's been here.
1: But you talk about heels a lot more since you haven't been able to wear them. (laughs) So for you to stay in this internship, you have to have a passing grade. Just keep that in mind. Okay. What are David's two favorite sports teams? It's a baseball team and a football team Cardinals, Cowboys. Okay. Two out of three. What is Court's official job
3: title? (laughs) <laughs> senior director of operations. Did he get it? Yeah, he did. Wow. I mean, so far so it good. It helps
0: that it's on the door outside mm-hmm. here.
3: Oh, oh, I've if... never read that door.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> I did a little background check. What is Cam's favorite pastime? Oh. Oh, uh disc golf. Man, he's killing it. How many states does PWA serve? Oh. 37. Close.
3: 34. 34
1: now. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Yeah. You were in the 30s. What episode number is this that we will be airing?
3: I'm going to be close. 158. That was close, 159.
1: <laughs> What's well, Katie's favorite band?
3: Ooh. Do you
1: even know this? Yeah. Do I know this? <laughs> yeah. Favorite band? Y'all are going to see
3: them soon. Yeah, that's true. He played their
1: song at 40 Under
3: 40. Oh, no.
0: I'm going to see him tomorrow.
1: Foo Fighters.
3: I, I literally remember her talking <laughs> about her, it being on the calendar or something. What are Quartz Pug's names? <laughs> this is my first time hearing that he has pugs, <laughs> yes. but.
0: How have you been around Robin and Court not heard about the pugs? I
3: didn't even know they had animals. <gasps> oh my God. All, I didn't even know until like a week ago that their kids went to UT Knox. Well, just one of them. One. Uh, the, the girl you met today
2: didn't go to UT Knox. Got my it. son went to UT Knox and he's no longer there. He graduated. Court, give him the pugs' names. Even the one cakey has. Okay. Well, the pugs are in order of weight uh, <laughs> Jack Jack which is uh, short for Jack McCoy, um, and then Mason, which is short for Perry Mason. Um, Robin named her two pugs after her two favorite TV lawyers, Perry Mason and Jack McCoy. Um, We were gonna call them Mason and McCoy, but when you see Jack-Jack, he just looks like a Jack Jack. So we never, we ended up never calling him uh, McCoy a day in his life. And then Augustus is the pug that lives with the girl that you met today. It, he lives with her out, oh. out west. So, uh, and his, his, his name is Augustus, but we call him Augie. And really, more often than not, if I'm referring to him,
1: I usually just refer to him as Puggus. Last question What did Cam major in in college? Communications. I'll give it to you, but can you be more specific?
3: I saw it on your diploma today. I was in your office. So I checked it out a little bit.
1: Broadcast journalism.
3: Broadcast journalism.
1: So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, six four, five, six. Six out of ten right. Yeah. We'll keep you
3: around. First failing grade. <laughs> Sixty. Sixty. Hey, that was pretty oh, that, that good. Were, those those were some tough, tough questions. Tough questions. Like, tough. I didn't even know he had dogs. I didn't even know what court's official title was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, this you're still you're. I would say you're probably in the middle of your internship. So we'll do another one at the end of the, the internship end, yeah. and do questions about more of the staff,
3: right. as Well, also like the two teams thing. I mean, I could easily get that wrong. That's just having your eyes open around the office because I haven't ever heard Katie nor David talk about any of their favorite sports teams. So you did good, kid. Thank you. Right, I guess I passed the test.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beamed directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about me, Katie, or Cameron... You can go to our Bullcast website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. I don't know. You'd have to reach out to Caden if you want to find out more about him. Uh, Maybe (laughs) he's got a, a Twitter handle or an Instagram handle, but we do. Bullcast has an Instagram handle. If you'd like to see some pictures of us, Please feel free to use that handle. It's at Bullcast Podcast. And we have a Twitter handle that's at Bullcast Podcast as well. And we have a Facebook page that is Bullcast The Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we've mentioned that we, uh, Katie, Cameron, and I, and Caden, at least for the summer, work at a place <laughs> called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about what we do there, More about our amazing team and our boss, David Pickler. Please feel free to go to that website and check us out. That website is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you everything that you need to go forth and be merry. So for now, I'm Court.
0: I'm Katie.
2: I'm Cam. And we out. Oh.
3: Oh. I'm Caden. Now we're out. (laughs)